Hello and welcome to the Revenge of the Drive-In commentary track for Fear Street Part 1, 1994. This is a frustrating title, I feel like. <laughs> Fear Street Part 1 is fine. Fear Street Part 1, 1994 is weird, especially when, you know, you type it out and then you put the year in which the movie came out in parentheses. So it's Fear Street Part 1, 1994-2021. Very confusing. <laughs> What's your name? Maya Hawk? Is that it? Yeah. We have our Maya Hawk cameo. I don't know if they put her in here because of Stranger Things or oh, uh, for fucking sure. And 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 I think she's reasonably talented. She's yeah. attractive. Like I, I would yeah. like to see more of her in stuff that isn't Stranger Things. But she's a hundred percent in there because I feel like in general, Fear Street. Seems like it's playing off as of Stranger Things to a certain extent. Even the nostalgia angle, they're just choosing a different decade. Yeah. Here, which is weird because Fear Street Part 1 is 1994. Fear Street Part 2 is 1978. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did everything 80s adjacent without doing 80s. And just because <laughs> Netflix, Stranger Things has the 80s. But yeah. I don't know how fair that is because these are all R.L. Stein books, or at least inspired by R.L. Stein books. Going back to what you were saying about uh, basing this in the 90s. Yeah, you're right. Like, it it feels so Stranger Things 80s, but that also might be because that's just, like, the popular thing. You know what I mean? And it's also, like, 94 is probably older, or is, is a year that a lot of people watching this it's movie were not alive It's the year you were born, for. right? Yeah, it's the year I was born, yeah. But, like, most people watching this movie on Netflix probably were not born... <laughs> Before 94, you know, or in 94. And like, oh, wow, it's the 90s. 90s kids. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It also feels like, okay, we want to do like a slasher thing. Slashers were big in the 80s. But hey, they were also big in the 90s because of Scream. And so even though 94 is before Scream, they there's like a little bit of like I already they pretty much imitated a famous shot from Scream right there. So like, I don't know. It's not the most original movie in the world. Uh, I don't know if we have R.L. Stein to blame for that. Probably not. Because yeah, probably I think, not. Like we were saying, I don't think this is very, a uh, very faithful adaptation. I don't know if any of these like characters are characters he he created. They might have just kind of taken the title. Also, so, so the Fear Street. It's a trilogy. We mentioned the second one is seventy eight, which is basically that's your Friday the Thirteenth setting. It's at a camp, and it's. 78, I guess, just because if it's a few years later, it's too much like Friday the 13th, maybe? I don't know. I guess And then the third one is, what, 16-something? 1666. Okay, so the year before Paradise Lost was published. And the year of the Great Fire of London. Was that also... And for some reason, this takes place in Ohio. Yeah. There were not settlers in Ohio in 1666. (laughs) Like, factually, they, they just weren't there. I'm also, I'm looking up when the Salem witch trials were, uh, between 1692 and 1693. So I guess, I I guess they just chose 1666 because it's 666. And if they had said it in the year 666, it would, (laughs) it would have been a very different movie (laughs) without witches. Well, it it couldn't have been in America. I mean, the 1666, (laughs) it really, here's the thing. And and maybe this is an IRL sign thing. I, I don't know. Shadyside, which is the name of the town. Maybe R.L. Stein, that is that is a town in R.L. Stein, and it's in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But just have this set in Massachusetts. It well, makes yeah, exactly. that sec- It makes that third movie make so much more sense. But I like how even the movie 
the even the filmmakers gave up on the 17th century setting because halfway through the third movie it just becomes a sequel to this movie yeah it just goes back to 1994 they just completely gave up which i was actually grateful for because i do think the 1994 stuff is the strongest i i I think a lot of people seem to think the second movie in this series is the best i actually found that the most dull now do you think if netflix does go under well, I was going to say it'd be kind of neat to have like a net like a Netflix movie theater, but that would make it even more difficult to watch movies. <laughs> so never mind. Or like do you think they'll sell Netflix only content to some theaters? It's possible, but there I think there would have to be there would have to be a library somewhere. You would have to either physically release discs or put it on a different streaming service, I think. Now, some of the least popular Netflix stuff, maybe that just completely bites the dust. Maybe no one ever sees Tall Girl 2 after Netflix goes under. Maybe that just ceases to exist. But <laughs> something like like Stranger Stranger Things would get DVDs and Blu-rays and all that stuff for sure. Orange is the New Black. Uh, Fear Street would probably be among the popular things. The, the Gray Man, which is another example of Netflix spending way too much fucking money because they don't know what they're doing because they got... Ryan Gosling, Ana de Armas, and I want to say Chris Evans all in that movie, and I don't think I've heard anyone talk about it. And it's like a released to Netflix big blockbuster action movie that I don't think people have seen. 